Hello friends, so excited to tell you about the new Trade Show University YouTube channel where we have five minute pro tips, we've got longer training episodes, we've got expert interviews, and so much more coming up. Many of these video versions of the podcast episodes that you've enjoyed, plus there's videos there of content that is not available on our podcast, so please go to YouTube, search for Trade Show University, hit subscribe, and binge on those videos, which, which I have designed to help businesses get more leads, more sales, and more profits through the power of trade shows. So go find Trade Show University on YouTube and tell a friend. Hey, everybody. Thanks for stopping by the podcast for live and virtual events. This is Trade Show University. I'm your host, Jim Sturmack. And today we have another one of our quick tips and trends episodes. This is tips and trends number four. I've got a couple of great tips for virtual events on how to make your current and future virtual events better. And then uh, we'll give you, a, as far as a trend, we're giving a sneak peek as to what the future of live events might look like. So before we dive into that, let's hear from our sponsor. Business owners and entrepreneurs, I'm sure you've heard of tools designed to help you build websites, sales pages, and online funnels, and they typically command high monthly fees. That's not good for most of us businesses. This is where GrooveFunnels comes in. GrooveFunnels is the new, better way to build funnels and sell digital products online. GrooveFunnels is a funnel builder plus an entire suite of products that includes what you need to run your online business. With GrooveFunnels, you get full product funnels, brand websites with full navigation, custom domain names, a powerful affiliate program, and so much more. For a limited time only, you can get started for absolutely free. No credit card, no risk, and you get lifetime access. You got to see it to believe it. Take a closer look at tradeshowu.biz slash groove. Get your free account right away. Put the power of sales funnels to work in your business at no cost. Get over to tradeshowu.biz slash groove. That's tradeshowu.biz slash G-R-O-O-V-E. So let's get right into the tips this week. Tip number one, I want you to remember and to utilize the power of networking. You know, remember live events? Remember when we used to have those? Some of the best things that came from them for me were some of the relationships built and some of those new connections I made. Some of those people, it was just a chance meeting, maybe at, at lunch or, you know, standing at a booth with somebody and just making that connection. Uh, so if you are hosting a virtual event, Set aside some time for networking, whether that is a quick session into a Zoom room or something like that where you can get a couple people into a room and give them an opportunity to network one-on-one -on -one with each other, or you have a separate maybe after-hours mixer where you have uh, networking as the key feature. You've got to get attendees networking with each other because that is really where they're going to find great value on top of everything that you're bringing. For a virtual event, it's just not natural uh, for networking to occur. People arrive, they, they get the information they, they need, and they leave. So you, as a uh, show organizer, you need to be the one to make it happen. And uh, for your attendees, seek out networking opportunities. Now, here's an idea for you. In the chat feature 
in your virtual events, most of these will allow you to private message somebody. So if you're, if you're checking out the chat during a uh, session, during a workshop, during a seminar, and you see someone making a great comment or someone that you know uh, makes a, a comment about an industry that you are involved in, check out their name, send them a quick private message, introduce yourself, see if maybe you can connect after the event and and learn more about each other's businesses. Maybe they can become a, a vendor or partner or you can work on some sort of arrangement together. So don't lose the power of networking, whether you are a show organizer or an attendee. Please use networking. And tip number two for you this week, at the end of each virtual event, just like you did with live events, hopefully, I want you to get feedback from your team. So if you're hosting the event, I want you to find out from your team what worked, what didn't work. What did you like about the platform? What didn't you like about the platform? Would you use that same platform again? Or maybe it's time to shop for a new one. What would you do differently and be sure to document everything so that you can learn from this. So it's not just a, oh, wait, what did we say? Do we like this? Do we not? know? Make sure you are documenting everything so you can come back and really make better decisions going forward about how to hold these events. And attendees, you do the same thing. What did you like about that event? What didn't you like about that event? What could you have done differently? Did you have a networking opportunity that you missed out on? Did you have an opportunity to ask a question and you didn't? Did you have other opportunities uh, to, or were there other parts of the event that were going on? Maybe it was a larger conference and there was exhibitors and there was uh, seminars. Is there something you missed out on? So also, if you're an attendee to one of these virtual events, figure out what could you do better next time to get the best value out of that event. So again, do a wrap up with your team after the event. Now let's talk about the trend and the trend. This is just one event, but I hope it's the start of a trend and that is it going back to live events. I want to tell you about one. I just read an article about one that was in, held in Singapore recently with 1,000 attendees. Yeah, it's a big number for uh, the fact that we haven't been doing them. We are very frightened to do these, but 1,000 attendees, that's exciting. And here's the main things they did to make it happen safely. You know, of course, number one is you've got to have uh, the mandatory mask wearing, tons of hand sanitizer stations throughout the event space, and they used a lot of QR codes throughout. So that was for checking in and checking out of the event, uh, like the exhibit hall. Also with the different exhibitors, instead of uh, literature, to be able to scan QR codes. And so those were the, the first three things, so the, the mask wearing, the hand sanitizer, and using QR codes. But here's some things that were a little bit different. They did daily. It was a two-day event, so they did daily. They did this twice, on-site antigen rapid test to make sure everyone was still healthy. So they did it the first day, and then they did it again the second day to make sure that everything was still good. They had staggered start times, so staggered registrations, staggered times for you to be able to go into the exhibit hall, so you didn't have that big crowd of people. They managed the crowds very, very well. Uh, another thing is that everyone had to have the specific app for the show, and this allowed for contact tracing, and it also allowed for crowd management, so they knew who was where. They knew you know, how many people were in this hall or at this booth or in this talk. So everyone had to have the app. 
Another thing was that there was lots of signage. There was probably overly signed uh, and a lot of roping to guide people. Here's where you go in. Here's where you go out. Here's the direction you need to go. So they managed the crowd very, very well. And the last thing was I thought this was very, very interesting for because they had a lot of people coming in from out of town. They created safe itineraries for out-of-town visitors. So if they wanted to do sightseeing, they the show already had options for them that were managed. So they knew that they can go and do the sightseeing and still attend the show safely. They weren't going off into a, an area that wasn't being monitored. So there was a, that was a lot of lot of really really great ideas and um, and the thing I love during the talk at the event, uh, Singapore's minister for trade and industry said that. The industry can't afford to wait for a vaccine, and they should focus on managing risk rather than eliminating it. I love this common sense approach because this is what's needed to have events come back sooner because we don't know exactly when a vaccine is going to get here. could be very, very soon, but it might be a little bit, little ways off. We just have no idea. But you need to stay tuned and, and see what is going to be happening. So there you go. There's your your two tips and a trend this week. And I want you I want to thank you for listening. Thanks for coming back. And I'm going to ask a favor. If you haven't joined the email newsletter, what are you waiting for? Please just get over to my website at tradeshowu.biz, right on the homepage. Sign up for the newsletter. I give you tips every week. I let you know about upcoming events. And there's going to be some really, really cool things happening, major events happening. And I've even got a free gift for you just for signing up. Please get over to tradeshowu.biz. That's tradeshow, the letter U.biz. Sign up for that newsletter and then get back here to campus at Trade Show University. We'll see you next time.